Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shipley, coming to you live from the Lodge in Austin, Texas on Election Day. Let's go around the room and say who you voted for. Just kidding. Sally, what's up? It's Election Day. It is Election Day. And I guess people listen to this on Thursday. There's a chance that when they're listening, we may know who's president. Oh my gosh, it better be wrapped or, up soon. This or is be we'll be in apart. Civil War too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's actually been some really hilarious, I don't know. I actually, okay, to be quite frank, on Saturday, I deleted Twitter and Instagram from my phone. Um, I did a little social media break. I did this like a month ago. Yeah. I haven't like deleted my accounts. I just took it off my phone to make it harder for me to like access any of that. You know, to kind of flush the system. It hasn't stopped me from, like, hate-reading articles on CNN, just, like, working myself up into a frenzy. But my sister sent me a really funny post about, it was, like, the best Civil War tweets, and it was just people tweeting about Civil War. And it's like, oh, hey, God. girl, what you wearing to Civil War tomorrow? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, people have at least some humor still so, left in them. 2004 notwithstanding, we usually find out, like, night up, right? 2000. The year 2000 and the year 2004, they didn't oh, call really? it that night. Because the year 2000, 2000 was was um, the Florida. recount in Florida. Supreme Court. Oh, okay. And then, I, I got it. I got it mixed and up. And then 2004, they hadn't called Ohio yet, and they called it the next day. Gotcha. Last but year wasn't until well after midnight. At least last year was at like 2.30 a.m. Or not was last, last year. One 2016. Was wasn't old enough to vote in. I voted 2004, though. I voted. My first vote was 2008. Right? Yeah, 2008 Yeah, was my first presidential election. Anyway, weird, weird, weird day. <laughs> I, like, I am trying really hard to not. Let's, it, that, that's all the election stuff we're going to talk. That's all we're going to talk that's about. That's all we're going to talk. Because I, yeah, my sanity, hey, like. I really appreciate y'all just not talking about politics, man. Yeah, we, we got you, Dave. Don't worry. We got, yeah, we got <laughs> producer Dave on the board today. What's up, Dave? That's my favorite DM is when someone tells me that, and I'm like, do you not listen? <laughs> I feel like we kind of do at times. Maybe well, it's not easy to pick I up I think on we this. just, like, poke fun at stuff that's politic, like in the political realm. Yeah, that's fair. But we don't actually dig into politics. And that's we, we don't need to be doing that. No one wants to hear that from us. No one cares about my opinion, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't need people to care about what I think. I think we're pretty careful not to say, like, which ways we lean, but – some listeners are tur- are still turned off by us, like even mentioning things, and they're like, uh, like their exit polls on Patreon, or whatever. Oh yeah, they got too political for me. Like, no, we didn't. We keep it pretty cool. Anyway, it is important to vote, though. Even though now that you're listening, the the, yeah, the, the election's polls, over. The polls so we we'll voted. <laughs> yeah, I gotta vote today, huh? You've already you, voted. Shut up. Have you not voted yet? <laughs> he has. Okay. I did, but I didn't put on the uh, sticker and do a selfie, so I don't know if. It will be. I tried to with Will, and he refused to do it. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I right? did it. I have no shame. Look, it, 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 if anything, it can maybe encourage a couple other people to right. get out there. I wasn't going to vote until I saw you do that. See? Honestly. See, I got Dave to vote. Well, what I'm really upset about is I didn't, like, save my sticker or anything, and then now there's, like, all these, like, you get a free pizza if you save your sticker yeah. and show us you voted. I'm like, damn it. It's I didn't like, It's do like any people who, like, donate to charity or something, and then on Twitter they're like, look, I donated $1,000 to charity. It's like, okay, are, is that self-serving? Or are you like encouraging other people to maybe right. be philanthropic as well? So it it does kind of matter a little. Have bit. you ever voted on election day? Yes. Yeah. This, actually, this is the first time I've ever early, early voted. voted. Yeah. 
I have early voted every single time since my first ever presidential election in 2008 when I voted <clears> on election day and I had to wait in line for like four hours. Oh, I see. I've never and I was had like, any, never again. I've never had an experience like that. I, I specifically remember waiting because my precinct was like UT campus or whatever. Uh-huh. And I had to wait in line at the co-op for hours. It was awful. Yikes. And That's it was tough. like, I think it was, I mean, it was obviously November. I'm pretty sure it was kind of cold that day. I mean, we were outside. Like yeah. on the drag, it sucked. Yeah. So, but props to the people who are doing it today. Uh, yeah, Ross voted early this morning. He said his wait was ten minutes on Twitter. He said this. So, he there's like Cardos who want to do it on election day. Traditional, just for the yeah the whole experience yeah. of it, I guess. Yeah. That's why I did it in 2008 because I was like, I gotta do it on election day. It's my first time voting. Yeah. I went out of my way to go during a time that I thought would be um, pretty empty. Turns out there was like a ten minute wait. And that was just due to the uh, ongoing pandemic. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I just wanted to avoid. I don't want to be pandemic? in a crowd. The global pandemic. Wow, yeah. it's global. Yeah, it's, I just didn't want to be in a big crowd. And like where I vote, um, it used to be in a grocery store. They moved it to next to a juice land, <laughs> and uh, it's just they just it's like an empty space in like a, a strip mall, and there's like eight there's eight little voting things in there, but it's crowded. There's like thirty people in there. So I'm just like, all right, I don't want to be in there when yeah. it's just loaded out. I don't know if Will told you this, but we, we went on a Sunday, and it was, like, all really old people. We're, like, trying to social distance. And I'm not kidding. This, like, 98-year-old lady was, like, one foot behind Will, like, oh, no. on top of him. And Will was like, dude, I don't know how to tell this lady that, like, if she gets COVID, <laughs> she's going to die. So, like, she needs to back. She just she had no. She probably she, didn't care. Probably the first time she's been in public and, like, you know forever but she was just antique right behind will what a weird ass year this has been man uh, i'm ready for it to be over yeah a couple more months mm-hmm. all right folks we have a podcast to get to before we do that the hotline number 888-362-MAIL that's m-a-i-l 888-362-6245 you can also write in if you prefer there's a link in the twitter bio at mail and podcast we have seven questions today four of which are voicemails you guys ready to jump right in Mm-hmm. Let's go. Hey, mail-in gang. This is kind of a long question, but I'll try to keep it short. Me and my roommate have a friend that lives about four hours from us, and she visits <clears> quite <throat> often. Past few times she's come up to visit, I realize that I'm starting to catch feelings for her, and I've been debating if I should bring it up or not. I get the vibe that she might feel the same, but I'm not sure. The issue behind it all is she used to date one of my friends, who I don't talk to as much for unrelated reasons. Also, there's a strong chance she might move in with us next year when our lease is up and we can move to a bigger place. I'm leaning toward not, t- not telling her so that if it goes south, I don't lose our friendship. Any input would be appreciated. Thanks. All right. Um, here's what I think you should do. It feels a weird. Pit. I just want to talk election stuff. I don't know why. but anyway. I know. I just want this to be an election <laughs> podcast. I know. Um, okay. Let's get to the question, though. We got to take it seriously. All right. I think because she might... You said she will probably be moving in with you. I say you you hold off on on uh, talking to her about your feelings and just kind of let things naturally play out. If she decides not to live with you, or is it does it do, if it doesn't work out for whatever reason, she lives somewhere else. Then I think it's okay to to share your feelings, but let it play out because if she does move in, things are just going to naturally play out, and things will if if feelings are mutual, you know. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun little situation you have there. Potentially dangerous, but fun. 
I disagree with you completely. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think that he should tell her. Because if because. he waits, and then the sexual tension gets even more intense, and then they're living together, and then they hook up, but things don't work out, that's way worse than it being awkward before and then her potentially not moving in with you. Right? Like, I... Yeah, I'm saying, like, if she moves in, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think just naturally things will just come together, like without you even but, having to try. But or naturally things could just totally devolve because you're in a situation where you're living with somebody that you have feelings for and say nothing ever happened. So that's like a whole year of living with somebody, an unrequited love. That yeah, but he sucks. Could, yeah, but he could also just uh, pick up on the vibe that she's not putting down and be like, OK, I'm just going to. I'm not going to make a move. I'm not going to make a play at this. I I think it depends on how into her he is. Like, if he's super into her and wants to date her, I think you got to bite the bullet, talk about it now, see how you feel. Because then uh, living with a a potentially significant other and other people is also a not great situation because then you, like, involve people in your relationship and, like, things get weird with, like, bills and, like... I just think that's a sticky situation that, like, if you think that in six months there's a chance your feelings are going to be, like, you maybe have a crush on her, but, like, you know yourself and you'll probably move past it by the time that, like, your lease is up or whatever, cool. Don't tell her. But I feel like I've been in this position enough to, like, know myself where I'm, like, I have a crush on somebody. It only gets, like, more intense and then, like, you don't want to be in a situation where you're either living with that person and not getting what you want, or you get what you want, and maybe y'all hook up and then nothing happens. That's worst-case scenario. Yeah. Or y'all end up together, and it's super awkward for your other two roommates because, like— yeah. I mean, he it's probably smart that they don't live together, period. Right. You know? But he wants it to happen. Like, obviously, he's he's into this this chick and, and the idea of her Right, but, like, wouldn't you rather, exciting. like, tell her up front and maybe date her and her not live I know, but that's, it's it's not, like, people aren't that, they don't put their brains first in situations like this. I know, but we're telling him to put his brain I know, first. but he's not going to do it. Well, but that's what I'm telling him to do. Okay, but he's not going to. I'm okay. telling you. Okay. Plus, you have a potential. He asked for advice home. on whether or not to. Put I know, his... I know, I know, but um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think if you, you tell go to her, her if you go to her now, before she decides to move in, you have potential to totally wreck the whole living situation, which is it might be the best, but it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty disappointing for him. You're right, right though. Um, you're right. But there's a chance it can be disappointing in a lot of other terrible ways later on. You're, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. Be honest with your feelings, dude. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Sally knows best here. Thank you. It's just going to be tough for him, but okay, Dave. You know, a a few days ago, I got an email from UPS saying I had a package on the way. Um, This is unrelated to that question. And uh, I was like, what could it be? And then when I got it, I was like, oh, my God, it's my favorite thing to get. It's Liquid IV, my favorite sponsor, one of them at least. I, they they are so generous to us, and I've been just pounding they, the liquid IV. They dropped the bag. The hydration multiplier plus is my new thing. I love the taste, but in addition to the taste, I love the vitamin C, the vitamin D, the zinc, 
in the proprietary Wellmune, which is a, an immune booster. This is huge. It's fall. It's November. It's, uh, uh, you know, in addition to all the other stuff, it's cold and flu season. You need to have your immune system tight, and you need to be hydrated. It all works together. So check out Liquid IV. Uh, we take it when we're working out. Peloton. I know I know. Will and Sally are taking it on the Peloton. I've been crushing the immune support, like, daily. I actually had two yesterday. One, because it's my favorite flavor. But two, because I've had, like, gnarly allergy headaches. Mm. And it's the only thing, like, it works better than ibuprofen or Tylenol at this point. Like, it... It helps me hydrate, and it tastes great, and it, it feels like I'm boosting my immune system. It's got that tangerine flavor. Oh, it's so yeah, good. It I is really good. I'm not going to share the text messages my mom is sending because they're very long, but I've been bringing this stuff out to her and my stepdad, um, and she she can't get enough of it. I think she's she's like a little too into it. She loves this stuff is what I'm trying to say. It's very good. I've got friends and family members into it. Um, they're available at Walmart now. With every purchase, Liquid IV donates a serving li- of Liquid IV to someone in need. That's huge. Hydrate in the world. They're donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, vets, active military. Over uh, 5 million servings donated globally. How cool is that? Very cool. Their new Hydration Plus that we talked about, you can get that at Walmart. Um, I know some of it you can get at Costco. And special offer here, 20, 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com. Promo code MAILIN. Thank you, Dave. Let's do a voicemail. Let's do a voicemail. What's up, mailing crew? It's Trev Cat. I was on a road trip the other day, and my passenger kept messing with the AC, changing the temperature and stuff, driving me absolutely insane. Just got me wondering, what's everyone's responsibility on a road trip, and what are your biggest road trip pet peeves? Let me know. Love the pot. Always good to hear from Trev Cat. Um, I think this is a pretty good question. I would find that really annoying. Really? Okay, are we assuming that the passenger doesn't have their own temperature? Because, you know, new cars has, like, two temperatures, right? Right. I I will say this. My car does this thing where, like, if it's a certain temperature outside, if I turn on the AC, it gets almost too cold. And then I, like, have to to turn it off and then return it back on. And same thing with the heat. Because in Texas, you never, like, need really heat on. Like, there'll be a couple, like— yeah weeks maybe where you turn it on but then like i personally don't like the like heat making my face feel all hot and like feeling really stuffy so i'll turn on heat enough to like warm up my car and then turn it off and just like ride with the seat warmer yeah you know what i find slightly annoying as when other people i don't care if people adjust the temperature in my car because you know whatever be comfortable do your thing plus they have their own their own temperature on their side but it seems to me a lot of people don't understand what the auto function does on the ac Mm-hmm. It automatically regulates temperature, like it'll adjust the levels of the AC to find the seventy-two degrees, whatever you put it on. Right. It seems that a lot of people don't understand that, so they get in my car and they'll just start turning up like the the vent power. Right. Like, you know, that's not how this works, right? I have it set to where it's going to automatically adjust how hard it's blowing and how cold it's blowing, and it'll find the, the right temperature. Like, please just chill out with that. I get people in there just start just start turning knobs. Like, you don't know what you're doing. I think I I agree with you. If it's a 
dual AC situation, like them adjusting their own situation shouldn't bother you, right? Right, not at all. But it if should. you're if you're like That's why it's there. The one thing that really sucks and I I haven't I've been on a road trip like this in a really long time where you're like in the back seat is like especially if you've like taken a road trip in Texas in the middle of summer and you're like in the sun like the front seat needs like AC blasting on them constantly cuz you're just sitting in the sun but then right. like the back seat can either get too cold or like if the front seat's too cold then they like chill it out and then the back seat's so hot like that that sucks cuz the it's hard to like regulate like a whole suburban full of people right so that kind of sucks all right, what are some responsibilities of a passenger on a road trip? I think you have to be you have to be the navigator. If you're the passenger in the driver's seat, I think you are DJ. Yeah. And I think your other responsibility, like for me, navigator, Will and I have, if we're driving somewhere that we don't know where we're going, which is like pretty much constantly with Will because he has no <clears throat> idea where he's going ever, Yeah. I just put directions on the phone and let it talk to him because I get distracted and – like he'll be like, Do, when am I exiting? Like freak out, and I'm like, in like four exits, and I like try to be calm. Yeah, but it's b- better for like. Bare minimum, though, they have to punch in the address. Like right. they work the phone and work the GPS deal. But I think you are DJ, and I also think your responsibility, especially if it's only two people, is that you have to entertain the driver. You can't be sitting on your phone, scrolling Instagram. See, we're gonna disagree here because that's so boring for the driver. Because they can't check Instagram, so they're driving, and the other person's just like. We talked about this recently, actually. I think it was one episode that you weren't able to make, but um, and it was about like keeping conversation going on a road trip. If there's two people in a car, mm-hmm. one riding shotgun and the driver, of course. <clears throat> and in my opinion, I like it when they just kind of shut up for a little bit. Do, get lost in your phone. I don't care. But I don't want to. I can't talk to you for three hours straight. Like that's just not who I am. I think it depends on who I'm with. Yeah. Like if it's Will and I. And we've done this before, especially if I'm driving at night and you're scrolling Instagram, like I'm going to get pissed because oh, you not me. you've got to like talk to me because I will zone out. If you see a funny post, you start laughing like I want to know what you're talking about, but I don't care if you get lost in your phone. Definitely can't be watching videos with audio. No. Yeah, you can't. That's do annoying that. when somebody in the passenger seat is like, you know, they're clearly watching some dope video and you're like, ah, what are you watching? I think I think if it's two people, I personally want somebody talking to me if I'm driving because I I think I have a very unless unless I can like put a podcast on that like is going to keep me engaged but I was so used to driving like back and forth by myself that like I need something like I would listen to podcasts all the time I need something that's engaging because if it's quiet or I'm just listening to music like I'll just zone out and like that's not I think I estimated that I have about 30 minutes of, like, actual meaningful conversation in me on a road trip. And the rest of it's just filled with, like, let's just cut the uh, the awkward tension with just fluff conversation. Well, I don't I don't want fluff conversation. But I can't I can't talk. I can't have, like, deep, meaningful stuff for three hours straight. I just that's just not who I am. No, that's fine. I don't I don't need that either. But I I do need them to not be like a dud put on something that's going to make me like. Be somewhat entertained. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let me listen to a podcast if you're going to be scrolling your phone. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You I think that, that my I, – I will say this, and I think I've said this before. My biggest pet peeve – I actually have two, but this is my biggest one. If you're on a road trip and someone just gets on a call, they're just chatting to somebody else. Oh, that yeah, that's right. And you're like, are you fucking 
fucking kidding just me? being on like, a call in general not even in the car just in general in front of one other person is rude it's so it's like annoying. i'm choosing to talk to this other person instead of you you just have to hear one half of our conversation and it's it's a little rude it's it's rude yeah it, it's so it's also kind of uncomfortable because you're like having to listen to one side of this person's conversation yeah. especially if it's somebody that you're not like like Will and I, that will happen to us, and it'll be like one of our moms or something. It's like, okay, we understand. Like you got to talk to your mom, whatever. But like, if it's one of your friends, they just like hop on the phone with another friend. You're like, I'm. You're not even on speakerphone, mm. so I can't enjoy this conversation. Yeah, I'm right just here, listening. Dickhead. Like that sucks. Yeah. And then my other pet peeve, I would say, and this is just in general, is when people are being the DJ and they just like constantly change songs unless instead of like letting the whole song play through you know those people yeah. they're like okay we're gonna listen to the best part so i'm gonna just change oh, it to yeah. the next one you're just like can you not like just listen to the whole freaking song yeah. like it's not that hard yeah man she also trev cat though will and i watched or i guess he watched i kind of watched uh the Ryder cup on a phone on our way up to uh dallas or arlington for the uh, cowboys lions game I was driving. He was there, and I was like trying to get him to tell me. I was like trying to get play by play from him. Yeah, he did an okay job. Yeah, we lost. It's okay. Yeah, let's do an email. Let's do it. Hey, mail and crew. Kind of a long one. Sorry, Dave. Need some help approaching my boyfriend on a sensitive topic. Some details about us. We're both in our late twenties. We have been dating over two years. Have lived together for over a year, and have a dog. We've been talking about getting engaged soon and talk often about our future together. He's my person, my best friend, and someday soon my husband. How sweet. That being said, I need to have a tough conversation. Sex does not last long between us. At first I thought maybe he was just excited, but it has persisted. And it wasn't until one of your sponsored segments that I realized it's likely a common issue for a lot of guys out there. Um, and there could be treatment for uh, options for uh, PE. What is PE? Premature EJAC. Ah. I believe. I know he is concerned about it and looking for solutions because I may have come across an open browser tab while borrowing his computer a few weeks ago. He's, <laughs> he's always very giving in the bedroom as well to sort of make up for it. But I know it bothers him <clears throat> because he seems frustrated each time we're done and it breaks my heart. Aw. I need a, I need help bringing up the subject in a non-threatening way and to not make him feel emasculated. It's important we have this conversation and we explore some options because it is starting to become an issue in our satisfaction in that area, and I'd hate to let it linger on any farther. I want to be supportive without making him feel bad that I am somewhat dissatisfied. So how the heck do I start this conversation in a loving way? First, Keep in mind, he's her person. Yes. First of all, you sound like a very, a very sweet young lady, right? Very caring. Yes. Right. It breaks her heart that he's he's going through this. It's her person. It's her person. That's a that's a, a saying, Dave. Don't make fun. I'm not making. What did I all even right. say? I don't know. Just read the damn email. I don't know. Um, Jeez. I I don't. I don't really know what to say here. It's, um, can I just. Can I give my one thought of the day? Yeah. It sounds like he, I mean, obviously he knows. He's looking into it. Yeah. I don't think you need to bring it up. If he, As long as he's like, uh, I don't want to get too much into this, eh, whatever she brought up. If he's like doing other things to make sure like that yeah. that thing is happening. Counterpoint though, if this is her person and, that, and she's his person. <laughs> Stop doing. Um, 
they can i think if she brought it up in a very like this isn't a big deal way i so I, I i know that you're aware of it like it might make it might change his comfort level it might make him be like okay she knows about it um i'm a little i'm not as on edge and I don't know if it's going to affect what goes on, but You're mentally, he, he could be in a mentally like, just a better place if she acknowledges it and takes a the pressure loving off. Loving of way, yes. if you take the pressure off, that is a thing. Now, I'm not, I'm not qualified to say this because I'm not a sex therapist. You guys are familiar with that, um, but yeah, that's a lot of it is performance anxiety. So you alleviate that, just gas them up. Be like, oh, you're doing great. Don't worry about it. Um, give him some false confidence. Let me let me add this and mom and family, if you're listening, just skip for like a, a minute or so but if there's like a lot of foreplay before you actually do the sex it, it can sometimes lead to like a, a quick little sesh you can you don't have to say anything obviously Dave but I, I think I speak for most guys when if there's a lot of foreplay building up to it because you get you get you you know <laughs> this is so uncomfortable I'm, I'm trying to be helpful here if you start the sex quickly, you know, <laughs> you, it, it can I, last. I it saying. can last longer. But if you have if you have foreplay for an hour and then you have sex, it's not. It's just not going to last. You mentioned edging earlier. Do you think no, that's something? I believe should, you mentioned edging. Should he look into that? Yeah, look into edging. Look it up if you know don't know what it is. Sally, I don't think you even Sally have to has much it. to offer here. Should... Do you? I have way more than either of you two. <laughs> I thought we were. Oh my helpful. god. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know how to answer this question Girl, without, without sounding. You gotta be honest with him. I, sorry, I probably just fucked up some recording equipment yeah, by slamming okay. the table. No one's listening anyway. It's fine. No, they're <laughs> listening now. Hope our mics are on. Uh, ooh, man, I don't know if it was like me entering my thirties or like being in a secure relationship or what it was, but like, you gotta get the confidence to just tell him how you feel. And sorry, like, y'all are in a loving, committed relationship. If he can't handle that, like, that's upsetting. I think people walk around their whole lives having mediocre relationships, mediocre sex, mediocre communication with people because they're too afraid to say how they really feel. And you don't need to, like, obviously shit all over him. But, like, you got to... People have got to talk about sex, like, yeah. especially with somebody you love and trust. Like, that's that's the most comfortable you're ever going to be with somebody. So I think it's absolutely okay. Okay, so it should be communicated. But what is there anything he can do about it? Like, can she give yes. him tips? There's so much he can do about like, it. Um... Like, uh, first of all, I think talking about it more so than just, like, edging or whatever y'all are talking about. That's the first about. thing I said. You got to talk about it. It might make like, him feel more comfortable. Talking about it. Brings out in the open, so then you're aware. Like, then you're both aware of it. They're a sex therapist. Maybe see one of them. Maybe he sees a doctor. Maybe maybe you work through it together. He, like, actually tells you why he's PEing, you know? Maybe, like Maybe she should edge him. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I think people spend a lot of time, like, keeping to themselves and being polite and not saying how they truly feel when really, like, the person, maybe he's not going to be the best sex of your life, okay? But there is, like, a certain comfort that comes with, like, loving someone, them being your person, you completely trusting that person, that you can say what you want or how you feel or what's bothering you in the bedroom and 
have zero judgment. So I think the best thing to do is to approach it like that. Have a conversation with them and just be upfront and honest. Be like, I'm doing this because I love you and I think we're both aware of it. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I want us to be honest with each other. So I think you need to tell me what you need and I'm going to tell you what I need. And yeah. if we can't do that for each other, then we're going to find a way to make it happen. Because there are – there's. Uh, once you open the lines of communication, there's tons of stuff you can do. Like I said, like she's talking about him looking up, you know, uh, I don't know, a sponsor that y'all had or, you know, talking to somebody about it. Even the regular therapist, not even just yeah. a sex therapist, like trying new things in the bedroom. I think people are just like so afraid of uh, sex can be so taboo. And like, why is it going to be taboo with somebody you're having sex with? Like y'all are already nude and doing the deed like oh, yeah. that is the person that you should be trusting mm-hmm. the most to talk about it with rather than like your friends or a podcast and i commend her for like asking the best way to not hurt his feelings and i do think <sighs> there's a you know you don't need to uh, there's a chance he's going to feel attacked no matter what like yeah. I think communicating it is obviously the the thing to do, but I think your delivery is very, very important here. Delivery is really important, and there's a chance that and even I'm, if you're super kind and trying to come off as like, "Hey," it, it could add to his anxiety. It's gonna, it, it probably will. Yeah. But you also have to open the door at some point, because otherwise you're gonna let it go for years and years, and then it's gonna turn into like a resentment issue. You know she, what I'm saying? She seems to be hyper aware of his. Like of him and like, I don't. I don't think we have to worry about her deliver her delivery being off. Right, I think she should be prepared should be for like, him to be hurt. Yeah, unfortunately, and you know, not. I can't picture many guys talking about like their experience in the bedroom or lack thereof, and being super secure about it. Like, I mean, very few people, even girls included, would not probably take kindly to that. So I would go into it being really empathetic and kind, realizing that he may be upset, but probably will come to, it's like telling somebody that you love that like, you know, maybe they're being unhealthy and overweight or something like that, but you're coming to them with like a, hey, I really think we gotta talk about this. And at first, if if they're very aware of it, they're gonna be upset at first because it's like, you're just validating what they're already insecure about, but then they'll probably appreciate that you open the door and that they can like have a frank conversation. About yeah, it. if if you love someone and they love you back, like no topic should be off the table. You right. guys should be able to talk about literally anything that comes up, because I just that's what it's all about. Maybe it's because I'm older and I've listened to like my friends talk about this, but I think the older that we get, the more that like we're married now and like. I just sometimes want to be like, you gotta. Why are why are the you know my friends and I talking about this over wine? Just talk about it with your husband. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is fine to talk to your friends about it too, but like, talk to the person that is directly affecting, you know. Yeah. And I, I think she's going to do that, but I I appreciate her trying to like protect his feelings. Yeah, of course. But you gotta tell him, and then see what he's comfortable, you know, what avenues he's comfortable going down is he comfortable talking to a sex therapist because like this is fixable i mean not by me i'm not a sex therapist neither is dave he just told us that but like there are other people who are good at this you know oh for sure 
So. Hey, good luck. Yeah. Hopefully the conversation goes as, as well as it can. Yeah. I'm sure it will. I'm glad you had much more to offer on that than we did. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to right. say. I mean, I hope she goes to him and just like, do you want to try edging? Do you want to? I mean, yeah. Who knows? Munch and punch. David. <laughs> What's your okay. problem, dude? Hey, everybody out there with the butthole, listen up. This ad is for you. Hello, Tushy. Hard to believe that when we go to the bathroom in this country, most of us wipe instead of wash. For years, bidets have been available, but very expensive, costing thousands of dollars. The Hello Tushy Modern Bidet Attachment is here to, to democratize the blessings bestowed by bidets and offer clean buttholes to everyone, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Even you. Thank you, Dave. Hello Tushy cleans your butt with a precise stream of fresh water for just, get this, $79. Yeah, it's an attachment. It just, attaches to your already existing toilet. It's not a whole structure like a typical traditional bidet. How crazy is that? That's why it's so inexpensive. Yeah, and it even comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Ditch paper products and uncomfortable chafing when you switch to the soothing, cleansing stream of water from a Hello Tushy bidet attachment. Millions have done so already. Join them right now. A clean butt with every flush. If you think that you've noticed some more pep in our step in the last few months, it's it's because of this. Yeah. Go to hellotushy.com slash mail-in to get 10% off. Again, hellotushy.com slash mail-in for 10% off. Special offer for our listeners. Check it out, hellotushy.com slash mail-in. Thank you, Dave. Can Voice we mail pause? Time. Yes. I have to pee right now. Yeah, we can pause. Cool. No. We can talk. We can power through. I've got. You want to keep going? I'm dealing with something weird right now. What is it? Uh, My... My dog last night, and he's doing it again this morning, downstairs, something, he's like seeing or hearing something around our house. What? And he's like looking around and acting skittish and like getting really close to us. And right it's, after spooky season, you dropped this bomb on us? Yeah. Have you investigated? I mean, it started last night, um, and I was da- I was downstairs playing Call of Duty. Is he I going to the window, to the door? Well, like, well, he popped up. And he, like, looked at the door. And, like, we have bugs that fly into our door all the time. So you hear, like, little, you know, yeah. taps. Not uncommon for bugs to be flying around um, outside, hitting the windows. Um, but, like, I don't know. Alyssa's – it's happening right now. She's home. She has the day off for election day. Oh, it's day. still going on. Well, he's doing – he's just started doing it again. And she's freaked out that he might be – I have something else going on. So I'm going to call the vet after this. Really? I'm going to just call him. I mean, I'm sure it's nothing. I mean, maybe there's a, a some sort of spirit in my house. Hopefully not. Um, we haven't had any issues with that before. I was going to say I, it's kind of comforting that it's happening in the daytime, too. It's not like an intruder to just lur- like kind of lurking yeah. around the house. I, yeah, I was pretty confident last night that um, you know, there's nothing going on. Right. I, huh. I popped the headphones off, and I was listening. Didn't hear anything. There are I don't I don't know man it's kind of freaking it's freaking her out it's freaking me out a little bit too because he's never really done that now he gets skittish sometimes but not like he's either I don't know Alyssa's like what if he has like a floater in his eye maybe he's seeing something that's right I don't know yeah it's I guess it's worth making a phone call yeah I'm gonna just call and see maybe make sure that's not like a sign of something weird jeez man well, I hope he's okay maybe he's on LSD or something yeah. 
Welcome back, Sally. Let's do a voicemail. Hey, guys. Uh, first time, long time here. I have a friend, his girl, that uh, has uh, gotten enhancement surgery for her breasts. And I was wondering, is it okay for me to comment upon that and just be like, you know, hey, you know, nice, or is it not? <laughs> because, I mean, it's a great job, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to be creepy or anything like that. I mean, she's my friend and has been for a while. Anyway, I uh, just would love some of y'all's wisdom on this. Thank you. I just love the idea of him being like, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice enhancement. Yeah, if this is your friend and not your lover, uh, no, I don't think you can say anything. Unless she brings it up. Like, hey, what do you think? They'd be like, yeah, they look great. But don't be like, I noticed something. You look very different. You got to wait for her to bring it up. Yeah, you got to wait for her to and bring it up. And if she brings it up, I think you're okay. Yeah. Well, wait, is she dating one of his buddies? No, he's just sounds called like, her a friend. Sounds just like a friend. Just, a, just a straight up friend. Oh, then I. You can't bring it up. You can't bring it up. If she brings it up, I would be measured. Depending- no, okay, here's my thing. I think she, I agree, you wait for her to bring it up, and then you can say, you can be like, yeah, they look great. But you don't yeah. obviously need to go into, like, creepy detail. Oh, yeah, those are bomb-ass tees. Let's go. You don't, You can't say that. Here's what I, I'm just going to be straight honest with you. Is there a ghost? I think there might be a ghost in here. Okay. Um... I, people who've had plastic surgery, most people I know are very upfront about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll be honest, I've had a nose job. Best decision I've ever made. Wait, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. No, of course. But very few people have noticed the difference because I had it really early because I had a broken nose huh. and a deviated septum. I had no idea. Honestly, like, I, I'll tell anybody because I think it changed my face and like my outlook and made me feel better about myself mm-hmm. so i'm very happy to tell people about it um and i'm free to talk about it i'm not going to pretend like oh my god i got <laughs> sinus surgery <laughs> like lie about it yeah. but again it's to each their own like i'm very happy with what happened so i'm free to talk about it and if you want to be like cool like you didn't know me before so you can't really tell the difference um but for her, like, a lot of my friends who've gotten breast implants and stuff are really free about it. Like, they'll just be like, yeah, I got breast implants. Yeah. Like, to me, plastic surgery, for the most part, is pretty obvious to most people. Like, especially breast implants. If you were flat before, like, now you have breast implants. People yeah, fucking figured it out. Yeah, you can't, you can't really sneak that by anybody. Yeah, it's like pretty, okay, we, we've got it. Right. Um. So, to me, like, I have no problem getting plastic surgery. I'm all for bettering yourself if that's going to make you feel better. I'm also all for being honest about it because people can tell the difference. But that's my personal opinion. It's on their terms, though. It's not on your terms. Right, exactly. So, But I'm not going to comment on somebody's boob job unless they specifically are like, hey, look at my new tits. Especially since boobs are like, uh, you know, we're attracted to them. I mean, it's like like you got your ear fixed or something. Right. It's not like you got a mole removed from your face that was massive and people could tell. Yeah. so I, I agree. You tread lightly. If she brings it up, great. Then that's your segue to be like, yeah, I think they look great. But you don't need to. Don't bring it up yourself. Also, it's like because it's a 
girl guy dynamic i think it's really awkward for him to like go into explicit detail about how great they look like girls can do that to each other or like if you're her boyfriend and you want to say how great they look great but like if i got a boob job and then like dylan's like hey like i noticed you got a boob job they look <laughs> awesome i'd be like awesome yeah you are coming off as crazy yeah that's, that's you not know? a good look for you yeah so let her lead the any anybody who's had plastic surgery even if you know and like watch them you knew like you know even if they're all like secretive about it whatever or you know for a fact that they did you don't bring it up until they do just yep. like how i've always said and you've got to be really careful with people but just like you don't bring up somebody like being pregnant until you know for sure oh i i have a phobia of of guessing wrong yeah like i don't wait until they're like nine months pregnant like you might be pregnant we but like we have sure. a joke at work that like <laughs> yeah. unless you're watching them push a baby out, you yeah. don't say a word about yeah. it because you just because you just never commenting on people's bodies can get real yeah iffy yeah unless they welcome that and are asking for the comment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think we crushed that. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's go to the next one. Voicemail. Hey guys. So I had a small get-together with my friends for Halloween. There was four of us total, so we were being safe. Um, and my girlfriend got a little too drunk, and she threw up three times in bed. And I picked up all of the sheets and all the blankets and everything like that and washed them. And then she threw up again onto the mattress, as well as my iMac charger and my iPod charger and my iPhone charger. Um, what's the best way to address her about this? Alright, thanks. Bye. He's got a lot of chargers. <laughs> this dude is just charged. <laughs> is it iMac, is he talking about his MacBook? Right? Oh, or it's a desktop. An iMac is a desktop. Oh. But I think I think he's talking about like a MacBook charger. Yeah, I don't really know. Also, if it's just chargers it, when you put this into the description, it sounded like she threw up on his computer. Chargers is a lot better. Yeah, we know we know the guy's a, a big Apple product guy, though. Congrats, me too. Yeah, loves Apple huge, products. Huge Apple fan. Also, I don't know if anybody <laughs> caught that, but I took a sip of water while that oh, was I, going I through, and it, it just it went was, all down my face. I wasn't going to acknowledge it, but thank you for doing so. <laughs> um, okay, I wouldn't be like, oh, here's the bill for all my shit you ruined, but I would I would make it known, like, hey, you ruined all my shit. And just kind of see how she, if she's like willing to, you know, be responsible and Venmo you for it. But I, I, I can't, I don't know. Um, That's what he's asking, right? Like, do I yeah. ever replace my stuff? Um, so. Even though it's going to be expensive if she pays for everything that she ruined. Well, like, chargers aren't terrible, but the mattress is the issue. He has an iPod, apparently. No one's doing an iPod <laughs> anymore. Yeah, what? <laughs> I, I to me reading this it's like how far into the relationship are they you know yeah because if you're a year in you got to be like uh you threw up all over everything yeah, like if it's, if it's the second week but if it's week two it's kind of awkward because you're like uh you owe me like two thousand dollars yeah like, you can't really do it that's why I say you just like man you had a night last night huh yeah I'm paying for it today all this shit's ruined or whatever and just see how she if she's like oh yeah I gotta pay for that I'm sorry, and if not then that's 
kind of a red flag was she's just like i'm not gonna compensate you for any of this um i don't know if i would approach it as you had a night and make fun of her for throwing up i it depends on where the relationship's at like i i'll be straight honest with you will and i probably it was probably a year into our relationship actually like almost a little past a year i got super drunk at a wedding in Houston, and <laughs> threw up all over my bed. I never throw up when I'm drunk, ever. This mm-hmm. is like one of three times. I threw up all over my bedspread, and he was very kind and like washed all of my stuff and like stayed up till like four in the morning, I guess also watching an F1 race, so a little bit self-serving, but like washing all of my stuff. And the next day, we were a year into it. Like he could have joked around with me, but he was – really sweet because he knew that like I had a lot of shame about it and thankfully it was my own crap and like I didn't mess anything up you know what I'm saying but you you gotta be careful about our feelings too because you don't want to shit all over and be like you threw up all over everything and I hate you but like if she's your girlfriend you should feel comfortable enough being like hey I know you got sick on Saturday like all the stuff is clean but like you did throw up all over my iPod that no one has into a 2020 <laughs> and my mattress. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and, and just say it like that and maybe let her. Right. That's fair. But I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable being like, this is what you. Yeah. Me. Don't, don't send her a Venmo request, that, but also that's... like, you don't want to like beat her down and be like, <laughs> you got really hammered and puked yeah. all over my iPad. Yeah. But like tell her, I'm just assu- in a matter of fact tone. Hopefully she knows. I mean, I guess Halloween was a couple days ago. Like, oh, she's got to know. When you wake up with vomit next to you, you know that you you got into one. Yeah, and her, she probably feels really bad about it. So approach it lightly. But also, I would make it known to her, and hopefully she offers to pay for part of it. That's the right thing to do. And I agree with you. Like, if you're only a couple weeks in, and she doesn't offer. That's kind of a red flag. If you're like a year in and she doesn't offer, you have the right to be like. Uh, you want to throw me a couple bones or? Yeah. I think it just totally depends on how far you are into the relationship. But I do think that you need to be honest with her about what happened. I mean, he's oh, yeah. trying to have another iPod. You know, he's got to get his iPod off. Maybe it's like a vintage one that's like worth a, a ton of money. It's like the only one left or something. It's like the it's Generation in, 2 one. It's in mint condition from 2003. <laughs> that's how I was picturing all of this stuff, honestly. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think that answers the question. Yeah. Pretty well. Tough luck, man. Very tough. Don't keep all your chargers in, in one bundle. On get a floor. mattress cover, yeah. too, bro. Yeah. Like, Oh, yeah. That's you got to get a mattress cover. Man, Parks, is, uh, he's just sleeping in his undies now. Uh-huh. I don't have a mattress cover. He's doing great so far, but I'm worried he's just going to let one rip one you night. You got to get a mattress cover. Yeah, I probably do. Just even, yeah. Yeah, he's doing great, though. That's good. Very proud of him, Dave. Me, too. Email time. Wow. Yeah. So, gang, if you could go back and do your 20s differently, what would you do differently and why? I know it was a long time ago for Dylan, <laughs> but I think he can still remember despite his old age. Right. Unnecessary dig, but. For reference, I'm a 24-year-old guy living at home with my parents and siblings. I have a full-time job finishing my master's. Despite previous responses from Sally and Dylan, I still feel like I'm having a quarter-life crisis and not making the most of my 20s. I've been pretty productive hitting the gym five to six days a week, eating well. 
reading books, <clears throat> meditating, safely spending time with my girlfriend, occasionally hitting Verdansk with the boys. Let's go. But the ongoing, quote, global, global pandemic in conjunction with living at home is making it <clears throat> difficult to feel like I've been effectively using my time. Any advice? I mean, it sounds like this dude's crushing it, right? Yes. Like he's, he's in shape. Uh, he's reading. He's, he's eating well, even meditating. Um, he, what is, yeah, this guy's crushing it. Like, uh, look, here's, a, here's my opinion. That until, like, your body starts to, like, deteriorate, like, life just keeps getting better as you get older. I've had more fun in my 30s than I did in my 20s. I don't know the exact reason for that. Maybe you just have like more money to throw around or, or whatever. But um, life after it's not like life after your twenties. You, like you're out of like the fun stuff. You know, mm-hmm. there's the plenty. The fun things you do, like it changes. Right. Like, I I don't enjoy going to the bar until two a.m. anymore. But I like going to dinners with friends and going on trips and and that kind of stuff. Like I love it. Spending time with you know family and parks and all that. Um, that's my idea of, of fun. So the fun things that you do just kind of change naturally. But it's not like after your 20s, like you're, you know, the fun shit's over. Not at all. I think he's, he's this, this guy's right on track to, he's setting himself up for, uh, like setting himself up very well, I think. I would have killed to be like this guy in my 20s. Finishing his master's, he's 24, finishing his master's. Like, I, I've said this, I think, a couple times on this podcast, but. Comparison is like the root of evil in this situation. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you first of all, we're in a pandemic, so it's really easy to get down about what's going on in your life when you have to have to remind yourself that everyone else is going through the same thing, even if it doesn't feel like that sometimes on social media and stuff. Um, also, I spent a lot of my early to mid twenties like living like out of a suitcase essentially I was working as a nurse and working three days a week and then would be gone on weekends like going to people's weddings and stuff like that and just never feeling like I had a routine and I think it's always the grass is always greener like I always was really jealous of people who like I had to work a lot of weekends so like the weekends that I had free I would like either be traveling which was great or I would be out but I never like took the time to like settle myself and I don't I now I look back on that I don't regret it but at the time it was like very unfulfilling but I think it made me who I am now everyone is going through different stuff in their 20s like maybe you're in school and you feel like you're missing out because your friends are doing all this stuff but really you're furthering your career or maybe Maybe you don't have a job and you're like trying to find yourself and what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. And you feel like shit because your friend is in getting his master's and, you know, like everyone yeah, is comparing right. themselves to each other. You're right. And, and not realizing. circumstance is very different. Right. That like maybe what, what seems very, maybe, maybe you're single and your friend just got married and you think that their life looks perfect. But on the flip side, like they're yeah. like, I'm 22 and I just got married. Maybe this isn't the move. Like. You can't compare yourself. And I also agree with you. Like, I think that the older I get and the more I know myself and am comfortable being myself, the more fun I have and Mm -hmm. the less FOMO I have. Like, I don't care about missing shit now. Like, almost to the point where it's getting like, maybe I'm a little too lazy and I need to make more of an effort. 
I think a big part of why he's feeling this way is because he still goes with his parents right. at 24 years old, which is borderline. You need to get out of the house. I get it. But you're also you're still in school. So, you you know, you don't have like a steady paycheck coming in like most people do. Right. Um, so it's it's fine. I mean, 24. It's not like you. it's like panic time. Like, why am I still living here? You're not you're not 34 mm-hmm. doing it. Um, but we get this question from like 28 year olds. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think. Find what, yeah, it's find a what you value in life and go after that. And don't compare, like you said, don't compare yourself to others because they're, they're, you're, it's going to do nothing for you. And it, he already sounds like he is striving to, like, do more. It would be different if you were, like, stuck in a rut. I mean, if you talk to Will, who was, like, living in his hometown at 24 to, like, age however, 27, whatever. Like, that was, like, I feel like for him – he felt like I'm going to be doing this forever, you know, like, Oh, I've, and had, then I'll, I've had phases like that. And then too. yeah, his life totally changed and he moved to Austin, like yeah. got a totally different job, like outside of the realm of what he was doing. Like you never know what's going to happen and you just have to be open to possibilities. Like it sounds like he's not going to be content living at his parents for forever. He's trying to finish this stuff. Like you can't let that hold you back. No. That's a very temporary situation. Right. You're setting yourself up for, like, you know, happiness and like a long-term happiness. Really, I mean, you're fine. You're doing you're you're doing much better than a lot of people your age. Honestly, the best advice I would give him is to enjoy the moments you have right now, because I think I spent a lot of my twenties waiting to be in a relationship with somebody or waiting for my work-life balance to get better or waiting for this and that and not enjoying like I think back in my 20s and they were a blur and it was really fun like I had a great time celebrating weddings with friends and going on trips with my friends but I was just living for like the next weekend and stuff like that and I didn't savor the times that I was having you know what I'm saying uh-huh. like you look back and I think I had a lot of moments in my 20s that I was getting to know myself and learning and stuff like that. But I I think about, like, wow, I I was spending so much time with my friends, and, like, I've missed that now, you know? Like, you are going to miss in t- 10 years living with your parents because it's, it's a time that, like, yeah, it's living with your parents, but, like, that's, like, the most you're going to ever get to know your parents. Yeah. Because you're an adult, and you can, like, be on the same level as them. So enjoy appreciate the small the, things. Appreciate the present. Yeah. And not, not worry about the future as much. Yeah. Good stuff. We have one more, Dave. It's a voicemail. All kind right. Of a, kind of a fun one to end on. Hey, Melon Crew. Thanks for taking my call. This is Kyle in St. Petersburg, Florida. Shout to Producer Bay for selling me his Callaway Road a couple years ago. Appreciate it. Quick question for you. My fiance and I are getting married in May of 2021, and we're trying to book a honeymoon right now, but with all the global destinations kind of being shut down with no real date of when they're going to reopen to U.S. tourists. Where are some places in the United States that you would suggest for a honeymoon? All right, I'll hang up with listen. Best honeymoon destinations in the United States. May 2021, not too far away. Um, it depends on if Hawaii is allowing travel because that that's mm-hmm. like the obvious one here. Because um, I try to go in July – they had just opened up, uh, lifted their travel ban. Like the, it was actually a, a mandatory 14-day quarantine, mm-hmm. and then they re-implemented it or whatever because uh, it got bad again. So I couldn't go. So 
Hawaii is it po- a possibility? I think it's lifted currently, China? but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, other other spots in the United States, Napa Valley. I mean, anywhere in California is going to be like you could go Southern California San or Fra- yeah, you could do a San Fran Napa combo. That might that might be my top choice here to do both of those. Um, but uh, yes, Southern California, San Diego's awesome. Or I mean, we had a great time in Laguna. Um, you could do like Oregon wine country mm-hmm. and then do like Seattle area, do, um, Pacific Northwest. If you want a little Southern charm, you could do Charleston or Savannah. Uh-huh. Those are cool spots. Uh, honestly, like for as much shit as it gets, Florida's super nice. The beaches yeah. are really nice. St. Petersburg, like that area. Mm-hmm. Those are really, really cool beaches. Cool little uh, Honestly, like, it just towns. depends on what kind of vibe you want. I've actually heard some really awesome stuff about uh, – Blackberry Farm, Blackberry Mountain, like in Tennessee. I don't know anything about that. So Blackberry Farm is a resort that is like a foodie destination. And then they created Blackberry Mountain. They're like very family-friendly resorts, but you can do like a bunch of activities. It's kind of fun. Um, Colorado is always a safe bet. Like it'll be really nice. You can go like hiking, good views, good food. It honestly just depends on what kind of vibe you and your fiance want. And I think I've said this before on this podcast. I like kind of nerd out about the geography of the United States. It's actually like insane when you think about the different like climates and atmospheres that we have. Like you have literal Arizona desert and then you have like beaches and then you have mountains and then we have like pacific northwest and then you've got totally like, different yeah everything is different so you just got to figure out what you want may pretty much anywhere you're going to go in may is going to be nice yeah like it takes uh snow out of the equation so i mean I, i'm a if i go to the mountains i want it to be snowy yeah so i wouldn't do that but um actually i think i've been to san francisco in may and it was awesome we've been we to got, san francisco in may we got good in weather Napa. yeah um I mean, it won't be fire season, but a lot of stuff is destroyed by fires. And you also have to, like, be very flexible given COVID because you don't know what's going to be peaking and who's going to be shut down and stuff like that. I do think, like, there are some really cool destinations in the United States that are, like, I I think we tout California a lot because it's easy. They have, like, a lot of beautiful, like, it's constantly good weather. But there are so many cool states, so many cool places that exist that, like, I would love to go to that we still haven't done, you know? Yeah. Like, I still really want to go to Yellowstone and, like, Jackson yeah, Hole. And I haven't Mon- been up there. I like, didn't... we haven't been to Montana in a couple of years, and I loved it there. Like, there, it just depends on what you want, you know? I think that's the last part of the United States that I haven't been to that I want to go to. I still also really want to go to Maine. Like, just Yeah, I've heard good things. Just... Don't know much about it. Muck it up honest, there, get some lobster. Yeah. Like same on like I just like be really preppy in like Nantucket or the Hamptons or something, you know. Just Yeah. It just depends on what kind of that. vibe you want. Yeah, like there's for sure. literally so much culture and climate differences in our country that like you can really pick. New Orleans can be really fun. Like I don't know if I would pick that as a honeymoon. Not it's as a like honeymoon it's more spot. of a, like a weekend destination, but, but like there is, great food. There are food. some cool things to do in New Orleans that aren't getting drunk on bourbon. Right. 
street that is i for me like especially like going on trips that i'm not laying on a beach i like to go places where like i can eat great food and have cool experiences yeah so there's so many places yeah i would i would do san fran napa i would do like two nights in each honestly i would do cleveland ohio it's like Oh, Top wow. destination. Here, here come the Cleveland people coming out. Of the <laughs> wow, wow. The Ohio Everybody people loves... come from my throat. I don't. What's the? Where are the Ozarks? Missouri. Oh yeah, it doesn't really. Arkansas. Run through, uh, I don't yeah. need to go to Missouri. Fine, I'm fine not going there. You can really like. <laughs> Arkansas is sneaky. Got Arkansas has got some though. pretty parts to it for sure. Yeah, never been, but never had most states have at least like a. A nice area. Yeah, I'm sure even Ohio has something. Even Ohio's got something. Well, the, the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, isn't that in Cleveland? Oh, cool. Cleveland rocks. If you really like rock and roll, you can go there. <laughs> God, poor, <laughs> poor Ohio. Uh, all right, guys, that, that'll uh, that'll wrap her up. Did you have fun? Sure. Mm-hmm. Did we do a sneaky hour on that? We did, we did. didn't we? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, happy election to everyone. Hopefully everyone is satisfied with the results of this one. <laughs> Sure they will. Uh, I'm sure everybody will be fine. Sure be cool headed about it. All right, hotline number 888-362-6245. Write in the link in the Twitter bio at Mail Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.